Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. God has given us unique giftings. We aren't to compete, but to contrast. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. We're helping believers live out their faith in the context of the culture and their local church. I'm going to start a new series of podcasts called Lies of Leadership. I think I'll probably do five segments of this. And I think these are just common misperceptions. Some of them are very objective, like we think out loud about them. Some of them kind of sneak up on us and captivate us without us realizing it. And I think these are pretty common to a lot of people. I've certainly walked through many of these things and in my ministry to other leaders, these are topics that come up a good bit. I think the first one will especially apply to those that are just learning their sphere of ministry and are beginning to move ahead in more of a public ministry realm. And I would just say this, the lie is charisma over character or over conduct. A lot of times, I think men and women look at people they love and respect who have some element of a dynamic public ministry or charisma uh, that really is effective and works for them and certainly has connected them to you, to the leader that you're trying to be. The air is, is when you try to be like that person. Obviously, there's principles and traits we can learn about public speaking and public nuances and handling ourselves in a crowd in front of people. And, uh, you know, you should be a disciple. You should learn from as many people and watch and listen and study people, not so much to be like them, uh, but to use those as a tool in your toolbox as to how they fit in your gifting and your anointing and, quite frankly, even in your uh, personality. I think not understanding this paralyzes people because they think, well, I can't be like this person. You know, you'll hear jokes about it at conferences. Well, I got to follow that person. Well, why do we joke like that? Well, because that's the truth. We feel like, oh my goodness, how can I compete with that? And the truth is we don't compete, we contrast. So let's say you're in a setting and you're a, you're a secondary leader, you're one of the elders, you lead small groups, you're an associate pastor, whatever it is, and your pastor happens to be a dynamic speaker, and maybe you're just not that person. Well, just contrast that in. Use what God has given you and do the best you can with that. I want you to think about this. First Timothy 3 gives the qualifications for a leader, for an elder specifically. But that should apply to everybody. That, that should be the standard that we're all seeking. I count 17 qualifications. All of those qualifications, 14 of them, I would say, have to do with a man's character. Three of them have to do with his reputation. And we could say maybe one of them of that 14 have to do with how they teach. It says apt to teach. But that doesn't necessarily refer to oratory skills. It refers to being an example. The greatest thing that a leader does that they bring to the plate is not their oratory or their Sunday morning performance. It's their 
conduct. It's their character. It's the model they leave so that people can follow them. Though preaching the word is a very important part of any ministry. So you should not neglect that. But that public demonstration is what gives you an open door to people's hearts for private ministry, okay? I'll give you an example. I had a youth pastor about two years ago now, I guess, come to me and say, you know, I'm preaching every week, but I got a full-time job. It's really hard for me to prepare. I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't be doing this every week. Meanwhile, things are going very good with their youth ministry. They're growing, and that's part of the problem, actually. And here's what I said to him. I said, what you've got to realize is all the other things you want to do behind the scenes are being authenticated by your word ministry. Your anointing is going out there and then it's opening up doors for you to disciple young men and speak into their life and call teams together to do you know, outreaches on the school campuses like you're doing and things of that nature. So we want to hide behind the word. Don't put your personality first. Put the word first. When you get up and preach, say what the Bible says. Don't be all bent out of shape trying to make some great revelation or even some great application. I I think so many times we're just too pragmatic trying to make an application. And I'm pretty much an action point guy. Like I I want people to walk away and say, this is what I need to do. But you know, It's preaching the original intent. When Jesus said that, when the Bible said that, when the Apostle Paul said that, when Jeremiah said that, what did they mean? Say what they meant. Just open up the scripture and say what it says. Hide behind that. Let your authority flow out of that. And by the way, when you do that, that will overcome your personality if God wants to work that way. So that you're not limited You're not being fake, but you're not limited by your personality. The word is coming through you on that. But character trumps charisma. And one of the greatest lies of people in leadership is comparing themselves to very charismatic men and women and thinking, gee whiz, if I got to be like that, I will not be successful. The truth is there are many people that are not like, extremely dynamic. They're not at the top of the food chain in being dynamic or even charismatic. They're consistent. They're solid. They bring something to the plate. And those people produce a lot of fruit. And actually, there are sometimes people that are very charismatic. Uh, Genuinely so. Uh, It's a gift from God. But they so much depend on that that they do not follow through. They do not understand the principle of that public demonstration making room for public or for private discipleship, rather. So one of the greatest lies of leadership is trying to be like somebody, trying to be like somebody or not, thinking you've got to have a certain personality style. You know, I watch churches, and when I was yet a very young man, in a supportive role even, I looked at the churches all around me in the Pittsburgh area, and there were some good churches, and uh, there were a lot of diverse personalities, but I've got to be honest with you. The three churches I picked that I thought were the strongest churches in our region, the leaders were solid, they were engaging, but they were not at the top of the charisma list. They just weren't. There were people that were more dynamic in their personality 
in their presentation. But these men were solid. They were engaging. I mean, you wanted to listen to them. Uh, but there were people that had a greater demonstration of that than they did. But they were able to raise up great churches as a result of operating within their gift and not comparing themselves to other people. They were still engaging. Your style, God made you, you're an epistle, so God made you to be engaged with other people, and that's really powerful. Don't let the lie that you've got to be like somebody else, learn from them. Take cues from them. Yeah, let the Holy Spirit stretch your style a little bit. But find out, you know, what stream you row in and get in that stream and row as good as you can. But understand at the end of the day that you need to have a life that is worth following, where you can look somebody nigh and say, follow me as I follow Christ. Just hang out with me, watch what I do, and you do it, okay? That's that's how you do it. There are some people uh, in our churches that have heard everything we have to say, and we need to get them in close proximity and to be an example to them so they can watch us, okay, on how we do life and we can speak into their life and be, you know, a great blessing to them. Character over charisma. Conduct over charisma. Be the man, be the woman that sets the example. Invite people in your life. Use your public office, whatever that may be, whatever that platform may be. Maybe leading a small group, it may be leading a ministry, it may be speaking on a Sunday morning, whatever it is. Use that as a platform to follow up with people and be involved in their life. Make that part of what you do. Do not allow people that are very dynamic to intimidate you, okay? Don't allow people that are very different in style, don't compare yourself to those people. Compliment them, contrast them, don't compete with them. That's a lie that paralyzes leadership. Hey, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. Uh, thanks for spending some time and listening to this. Maybe there's somebody you know that it would be a blessing to hear this. Why don't you invite them to listen, maybe even listen together. Maybe maybe there's a small group or somebody you're discipling that you could take a few minutes and, and, and give them this podcast and you could have that as a discussion point. That's uh, more than welcome for you to do. Hey, until next time, blessings. Character trumps charisma. The greatest thing a leader can bring to the table is not their oratory skills, but their character. As leaders, we need to have a life that is worth following. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to equip believers to lead in every area and venue of life. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. To contact Keith or ask him a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.